planning your input by deciding, you know, what do I want this holiday season to look like? How do I want it to go? Like I said, is the food a top priority? Does the decorations matter? How many gifts are we wanting to buy? What kinds of gifts are we wanting to buy? And then remembering what you've planned so that you don't bring in anything that doesn't align with your plan. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there. It's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Now, if you've already looked at the title of this episode and you're listening to it when it goes live in October, you're probably going, oh my gosh, are we really talking about Christmas already? And yes, friends, because if Target's going to put out the Christmas decor, I feel like I have to get to you first. (laughs) Because the thing is, the holiday season can be so insanely overwhelming. And everywhere we turn, there are going to be more and more people trying to convince us of what we should buy or what we should add or the things that we need or what's going to be under the Christmas tree this year. So Before all of the marketers take over, I feel it is my duty to help you plan your pre-Christmas declutter checklist. I want to walk you through some of the things that we do in our household to prepare for the holiday season so that when we get there, it's not as overwhelming as it really can be sometimes. But before we dive into that, I want to read to you one of the reviews that you've left. Um, These reviews mean so much to me. As you know, if you've been a longtime listener, taking two minutes to leave a five-star review and drop me a little blurb about how the podcast has impacted your life means so much to me. I love being able to read them and I love being able to read them back to you. So this one is from Bay man, I am so bad at these names. I think I'm going to have to just know that I'm sending you all the love in the world. This one says, happy to be an unstuffed listener. I recently stumbled upon this podcast and it is like a hug. The topics are both so intriguing and calming to listen to. A lot of the conversations have validated the ways I have felt throughout my life and my decluttering process. Thank you so much for this review. I love when you guys take the time to leave these. I know I've complained about it before, but I'm going to complain one more time. 
I think we are so quick to leave negative reviews when we've had a bad experience somewhere. And it has been a personal goal of mine to leave positive reviews when I have a positive experience. And I'm not going to lie, I'm so bad at it. So it means so much to me that you guys have taken the time to do this. And it just tells me that you're really trying to actively focus on the good in life. And I just think that's so amazing. That being said, let's talk about all things Christmas prep work. Now, this is a topic that I am covering in my $5 coaching that I have officially started in my Instagram subscription. Uh, Every single month, we are going to cover a different coaching topic, and I'm going to go live every week for 30 minutes every Wednesday at noon um, to go over some of these topics kind of that go with what's currently happening in in life. So for the month of October, I chose to focus on all things prepping for the holidays. And this pre-Christmas declutter checklist is coming at you directly from the $5 coaching that I have planned. If you want to sign up for the $5 coaching and be a part of all the conversations, you can do so in the show notes. Without further ado, let's talk about some of the things that our family does to get ahead of the crazy holiday season. So this is something I never really realized was a problem until it was like January. And I would find myself literally, you guys, I hate to even say this because this was after our downsize. This was after I had started practicing minimalism that I had this experience. It's so gross. Please try not to judge me. I hope you've kind of been there. But I found myself downstairs in our unfinished basement sweeping up tiny toys to just throw away. Now I've talked about the topic of throwing things away that we're not using because it's such a hard one to tackle because we feel wasteful. It is wasteful and it's a reminder of the overwhelming consumerism that's taking place in America, specifically America. (laughs) Um, So sweeping up all of these little tiny toys and just getting ready to throw them out, Tom and I were both just like kind of gagging at the experience because it feels wasteful. It feels so gross. And it also feels really overwhelming where we were so done at this point trying to tell the kids to pick them up, get these put away, get these put away. And I'm not picking them up myself anymore. But all of these toys found their way in, not from us, but from all the people who wanted to gift things to our kids at the holiday season. Now, gift giving is a topic that we are going to talk about in my December plans for my $5 coaching group, but it's something that I've shared about on the blog in the past, uh, and I've tried to answer some questions for when people have asked on social media, because it's a really tough thing to do. How do you tell the people in your life that you don't want the stuff, especially when it comes to your kids, because so many grandparents with the best of intentions feel this pressure to buy, buy, buy. They find a sale and they buy. And really all they want to do is make those grandkids happy on Christmas morning. I get it, but the mess and the garbage and the waste just hurt my heart. Now, so many people can hear this and think it's so rude to throw away gifts that were given to your kids. 
But the reality is my kids weren't playing with them. They were causing our house to be a bigger mess and they were really going unused. It makes me sad because I know that someone spent that money on something that really wasn't ever going to be put to good use. I've had many people in my life think that I'm snotty or selfish when I say, please don't buy me something just out of obligation. I remember being 20 years old and my mom was so offended and I understand why. She was so offended when I said, if you're not gonna buy me something from my Christmas list, please don't buy me anything at all. (laughs) Now, even at 20 years old, maybe my minimalism journey was starting and I didn't realize it. But my mom, with the best of intentions, had bought me a bunch of wonderful Christmas gifts that I really didn't care for when I had given her a list of things that I did want. So all of the things that I did receive from her really didn't get put to good use. I tried to use them. I tried to put them into play in my home. But when they weren't something I wanted, they simply weren't something I wanted. And I think we can all relate to that. We've been given that gift that we feel obligated to keep but really it's not serving any purpose in our life, right? This is the problem that I was running into with the gifts that were coming in for my kids. And I hated that grandparents, aunts, uncles, family members were spending their hard-earned money on stuff that was really being stepped on all day. So that moment of sweeping all of this clutter away to just get it out of the house was a moment where I thought, you know what? We've got to do something to prevent this pile up. And that's where I started to realize I needed to be doing pre-Christmas decluttering. I needed to be prepping my life for the Christmas chaos so that when the chaos hit, it wasn't going to be overwhelming. Because one thing I think you should know about me if you don't by now is that I'm a big believer in accepting what we know is going to happen, right? I knew grandparents were going to overspend on toys. And it almost felt like the more I dug my feet in, the more they dug theirs in, right? We all know how that works. So I accepted. I said, you know, people are going to buy my kids things. It makes them happy on Christmas. They just want to spend. It doesn't matter if I tell them not to. They want to. So what I can do is get ahead of the clutter. I can't, you know, stop them from swiping their credit cards and buying the toys, but I can prevent my house from becoming a pillar of chaos and tiny toy clutter. (laughs) That's where all of these little preps came into play starting in October. So we've already done this um, starting this month with our family. And I just wanted to share some of these ideas with you guys. If you feel that Christmas chaos, like I just explained. After our family downsized our house, we started working to pay off debt and build an actual savings. Because for decades, I would transfer $100 to our savings account, but then I would end up transferring it right back to our checking when we had overspent. So when we downsized, I decided to get serious about saving money for things like emergencies and for fun things like travel. The first thing I did was open a high-yield savings account that was separate from our current checking account. That way, it wouldn't be as easy for me to just pull money out whenever I felt like I needed it, and I knew it would force me to take my spending and my saving a lot more seriously. So if you are in a similar boat and are hoping to up your game when it comes to saving money, one of the absolute best accounts to get started is called Savings Connect. 
This is a savings account that pays close to 5% when you set an automatic savings deposit of just $100 per month. This is 11 times the national average, which means if you use a current savings account that's attached to your checking, there's a good chance you are not making nearly enough money. So if you're at a place in life where you're committed to changing your financial future and you actually want to start getting some money in the bank, you can get started with a Savings Connect account for as little as $100. Just head to reneebennis.com forward slash save to learn more and I will fill you in on all of the details. That's reneebennis.com forward slash save to learn more. Number one, we start by filtering through the incoming decor. Now, I'm not a big Thanksgiving Day decorator, uh, even though Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday. I really love Thanksgiving, just good food and good family, usually sitting around and having good conversations, cozy indoors. I love Thanksgiving, uh, but I don't really have any decor for it. So we kind of kickstart this in Halloween because my kids love, 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 love decorating for Halloween. I'm kind of sad. So those of you for little kids, try to cherish the moments while you can. My two that are at home are 12 and 13. And this year they didn't ask about decorating for Halloween. It was just a few days ago we decorated, but we went almost a week without them saying, oh my gosh, we have to decorate for Halloween. Every year that they grew up, it was an instant thing that they wanted to do. And I would kind of grumble and roll my eyes. And this year it was me. I went, you guys, we haven't decorated for Halloween. And it just kind of felt like that harsh realization that my kids are growing up. So this year, however, we did a big filter through our incoming decor. We have a blow up inflatable kind of grim reaper looking guy. And this year, he just decided he was done inflating. He no longer works. Uh, We tested him, did all the things, and it's just a no-go. So we had to say goodbye to him. And then after I let the kids decorate, I felt this cringe in my body, this cringe that I wish I didn't have, you guys, but I always have. This was another realization I had with Christmas decor a few years back, where they put out all the decorations, and I just felt overwhelmed. I I didn't want to look at anything. Um, And that's very much the minimalist side of me. Um, And quick side note, for those of you with uh, ADHD or autism, and actually just all people, but this can be stronger with people who have neurodivergencies, seeing so much clutter can really send our brains into overload. So if you are someone who feels like your brain is already in overload, hi, same here. But that visual clutter can add to it instantly. And I feel this when the decor comes out. So this year, as we got all of the Halloween decor put out, I just hated it. There were cords everywhere. We had old decor that we had bought on clearance. That was kind of how we added to our Halloween decorations. Every year we would go shopping after Halloween and buy whatever was on clearance or on sale because I really hated the idea of spending a ton of money on decor, but the kids loved it. So we tried to add to our collection every year. But this left us with kind of a hodgepodge of just, you know, whatever tacky orange purple (laughs) things we found. And so we have like a Frankenstein. We had these cobweb 
lights that really never fit anywhere in our home. We bought them, but they don't go anywhere. There's nowhere that they fit. It's just kind of a weird setup. Uh, we have these big pumpkins that I, I have a Casper pumpkin that I've had since I was in fourth grade. I remember having it in fourth grade. It's a light up Casper pumpkin, which is pretty amazing that it's made its way through all these years. I don't know if he lights up anymore, but I just felt now that my kids are older and I'm a grown up still, I wanted to revamp our decor a little bit. So I let the kids take some of the more childish looking decor, as you might say, the the brightly colored stuff, the orange, the purples, and decorate their rooms how they wanted to. And in a way, I kind of cleared out the the decorations that were giving me anxiety. It sounds so silly, but they really gave me anxiety when it just isn't visually appealing. Uh, And now all I did was print out, I took some of the pictures we have on our shelving. So I have a few pictures set up in our house. Uh, Not very many. And I went to Etsy and downloaded um, some cute Halloween printouts and I printed them out, put them in the picture frames. So I really wasn't adding much to the clutter and chaos. I was kind of just replacing what was already there as far as our picture frames go. But I'm a big believer in as you bring the decor in, take the time to filter out what is no longer working. I know we can all get swept up in the sale frenzies and the chaos of, you know, sales and discounts and whatever it might be. You know, you guys know I'm a recovering shopaholic. It's always a battle. And I know it can be so tempting to scoop up and buy all of these things. And then we kind of get home and realize that there's no real rhyme or reason to any of it and none of it really fits or goes together or it can just feel like you've accumulated too much take the time to declutter donate these like I said I filtered them out throughout the house so the kids have some of the decor in their rooms now and my living room feels like a space that feels very Halloween-y I shared some pictures on my Instagram stories of how I kept our decor a little more minimal this year but it doesn't feel overwhelming anymore. So that's my first, my first recommendation for you is to filter through the decor as it comes in. Of course, if you've got Thanksgiving decor, you can do the same thing. Same thing when Christmas decor starts to come in, filter through and ask yourself what no longer works. Also, if you're not up for donating, try to sell this stuff on Facebook marketplace. The first place I went, I realized I didn't like the tacky, childish orange pumpkins in my living room anymore, but I thought maybe some nice white ones would be pretty. Something simple that I like that still kind of gives that Halloween feel. I went to Facebook Marketplace and browsed around. I didn't end up buying anything because nothing was perfect, and I am a big believer in only buying exactly what we want, but it might be a great place for you to clear through some clutter, help save another family some purchasing money and, you know, help them fill their home with the holiday decor. So, okay. Next up is that fall wardrobe. Filtering through my clothes seasonally has been something that's been sort of tricky since I live in Minnesota and the weather can change on a dime, but it's also been really helpful to keep my closet clear and make uh, my wardrobe even simpler. However, about 
last weekend, I brought up all of my fall wardrobe. And the first thing I did was filter through all of the summer stuff that really didn't get used or that I felt like I no longer needed. So I chucked the dresses. I didn't chuck them. (laughs) I put them in a bag to donate the shorts, the tank tops, whatever I really didn't get good use out of this summer got put into a bag. I'm actually going to bring it to uh, my girlfriends and I do clothing swaps whenever we get together. So this is such an awesome thing. I love doing that way. None of us are always overbuying, but we can kind of find new outfits. Swapping clothes with girlfriends has always been one of my favorite things to do. And I feel like I never have anything to contribute. <laughs> they all seem to have totes and totes of things for me to go through. And I have never brought anything. So I feel kind of excited but my bag is still pretty small and sad, but I still feel like I have some good quality things that maybe one or two of them will want. And as I, after I filtered through my summer stuff, I kind of picked out the fall stuff that just didn't feel exciting anymore. You know, imagine if you were going through the store, sifting through the racks, would you still pick out the item again? So whether or not you have capsule wardrobe like I do, you can go through your hangers and say, would I buy this again? Would I pick this out again? Would this be something that I would go, oh oh my gosh, I want to try this on? Or is it just kind of hanging there and you feel obligated to keep it? That's the process I've gone through to filter through my fall wardrobe. And I'm going to do this with my kids too, because, you know, we did the pre, we did the school clothes shopping. They always get more clothes at Christmas time and their closets are getting overstuffed. Now, I did pre-school declutter with both of them, but my son's closet recently seemed like it just didn't take a big enough hit. And this is actually a good time to do this with your kids too, because if you did back to school shopping with them, chances are they've kind of gotten used to their new clothes and they're loving those new clothes and are probably willing to let go of more of the old clothes at this point. Of course, this depends on your children's ages. Like I said, mine are 12 and 13. So they go through this, they can go through this process with me, but I know that now they've, they know the clothes that they wear, they know the shirts that they're wearing every single day. It's going to make it a little bit easier to get rid of some stuff that they maybe didn't want to get rid of, you know, back in August. Next up, clear out those unfinished projects. Oh, something we do and something I talk about in my ebook is how we tend to believe we're going to get to something, but we never ever will. Now, I'm not saying if you have a big quilt you've been working on for months and it's not finished that you should just throw it away. But if you are anything like me, oh gosh, I'm realizing literally as I say this, in front of me, I have a sweatshirt. My Phantom of the Opera sweatshirt got covered in bleach. So it has bleach stains on it. And I have had a black fabric dyeing kit for, oh my gosh, maybe a month or more at this point and still haven't dyed those bleach stains back to black. So maybe I'll have to do that when I finish this podcast episode. But those types of projects where maybe you've got something with buttons that need to be sewn back on, or you have this thing that you keep telling yourself, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Go through the process let go of the stuff, declutter what you need to, and let go of the obligation to do it. Just let yourself off the hook for it. It's okay to do. Like I said, something I talk about in the ebook is 
knowing your track record. So are you someone who actually sews the buttons back on your shirts? Are you someone who actually stitches up the old blankets? Are you somebody who actually dyes your shirts back to the color they're supposed to be? (laughs) Now, I know I will because of my Phantom of the Opera. I love Phantom. This shirt means a lot to me. But for a lot of other things, I have to throw up my hands because I just know I won't get to it. Now, this is sort of the same, but kind of different. Recently, and if you followed me on social media, you know, (laughs) probably seen these. When my kids were younger, I homeschooled them and I used to collect all of our used toilet paper rolls. So once the toilet paper was off, I would keep the toilet paper rolls and randomly we would just create crafts with them. We made little animals, we put together towers. We could do so many cool things with toilet paper rolls. I have not been homeschooling my kids for over two years now. And I still collect toilet paper rolls and there's no reason they're being put to no use whatsoever. So a couple days ago, I hung my head, swallowed hard and brought them all out to the recycling bin because it's one of those silly things I just couldn't let go of. I had these toilet paper rolls and I said, well, you know, we're not going to do crafts with them, but we could make fire starters with them because I saw on Pinterest that you can make fire starters with these toilet paper rolls. Renee, it's almost winter. How many fires are you starting? Are you going to start 60 fires? Probably not. Are you going to go through the process to fill all of these toilet paper rolls with dried up grass so that you have pre-prepped fire starters for your next camping adventure six months from now? No, you're not going to do that. (laughs) Let the toilet paper rolls go, you crazy person, you know? If you've got any of those things that are just taking up space and are just adding something to your to-do list, but you know you're really never going to get to it, just let them go. This is such a great way for us to gain peace of mind and actually get some space back in our lives. So if I can let go of my toilet paper collection obsession, you can let go of yours. I promise. We'll both be okay. (laughs) Next up, Make Santa space with your kids. So at the beginning of this podcast episode, I went on my Christmas toy tangent, right? This is what started my realization that I needed to have a pre-Christmas declutter was all of those crazy toys. So what I started doing was going through my kids' toys with them before Christmas, Again, this is something that's kind of like school clothes and they're maybe ready to let go of toys more come January or February, but I try to get ahead of the game by doing a pre-Christmas toy declutter with them. That's kind of, and the way I say it to them is that, okay, guys, if you're asking for this stuff from Santa, we have to make space for it in our house because we don't have enough room for more toys to come in right now. So you said that you want this and this and this for Christmas. So what are three things that you can get rid of now to make space for those three things? So that was kind of the way I said it to them. And you can maybe do that size wise, like, while you're wanting a big giant dirt bike, maybe we need to clear some stuff out of the garage to make space. So maybe that means getting rid of these old Tonka trucks that you don't really play with anymore, or you know, the, the baseball bat that's kind of ripped up and not really getting used anymore. What can we get 
clear out to make space for what you want to come in. This was so helpful getting started on because we could get like a garbage bag or two donated and out of the house before Christmas morning came. And we literally brought home Christmas presents that filled our entire trunk of our SUV. The entire trunk, you guys. Let's do a quick update on my in-laws. Bless their hearts. Uh, I'm very thankful. I feel like whenever I shared about us not wanting Christmas gifts as much and telling my mom that they didn't really get used, my mom personally kind of took note. I think Tom's family dug their heels in a little bit more and thought, I'm going to spoil my grandkids if that's what I want to do. And like I said, I get it. You want to buy your grandkids toys. Within the last few years, Tom's parents tend to give cash. They have their grandson, who is seven, living with them. And that grandson is spoiled by his other grandparents. <laughs> so their house is filling up with toys and they feel the overwhelm of it. So I have actually had my mother-in-law go, I'm so sorry. She said, I, I felt like I should be able to do whatever I wanted. I wanted to be the grandma who, you know, gave them the junk food and bought them the toys. She said, and now I see, I see what you mean. Um, you know, and I'm not saying like, Haha, <laughs> got her. I'm just saying, you know, I chose my piece to allow her to do what she wanted to spoil her grandkids, how she saw fit. And, you know, that lesson came through. She had that realization and saw firsthand that it was really overwhelming. So I'm very thankful to report that our kids do not get as much physical stuff as they used to. Uh, but I would also say we have way more fun. Like we play more games, we go out and do things. And we travel more around Christmas time, which is something, you know, they still talk about. So still, if you have those Christmas plans for toys that are coming in and you know family members are going to flood your house, doing a pre-Christmas toy declutter is such a lifesaver. And then the last thing I want to talk about, and this one's huge, is pre-planning your input. Now, for the month of November, for my $5 coaching, I'm going to be talking about planning your Christmas cash and spending smart around the holiday season because it can be so quick to just skyrocket how much we're spending. I don't know about you guys, but it happens almost every single year. Doesn't matter how much I, I plan, we always have little surprises come up. But the thing is, those surprises always come up, so they shouldn't be surprises, right? Where someone says, oh, we're going to do a Secret Santa gift, or, oh, we're going to, you know, we wanted to have one person bring each, like, a new dish to the Christmas dinner or whatever it might be. Food adds up, gifts add up, gas adds up. All of these little additional expenses that we didn't plan for seem to pop up around the holidays. And I'm a big believer in planning ahead whenever you can. So before you head out and start shopping the latest sales and discounts, maybe get a clear idea on, you know, what kind of Christmas decor you want in your house or what kind of Halloween decor you want in your house. Do you even want decor to be a main focus or would you rather spend that money on a Christmas getaway? That is one of my dreams. And for, Tom and I are taking a getaway uh, in November. So I don't know if we're going to make a Christmas getaway happen, at least not a very big one. But 
I love the idea of doing a Christmas getaway, just taking off, not buying any gifts, just going somewhere. So planning your input by deciding, you know, what do I want this holiday season to look like? How do I want it to go? Like I said, is the food a top priority? Does the decorations matter? How many gifts are we wanting to buy? What kinds of gifts are we wanting to buy? And then remembering what you've planned so that you don't bring in anything that doesn't align with your plan. Like I said, these all of these topics, decluttering, planning your finances, and planning your Christmas bliss are all topics that I'm going to be covering in the next few months in my $5 coaching on my Instagram subscription. So if you want to come do all of these with me, I'm going to be doing weekly coaching calls live every Wednesday at noon, plus you get access to the video recordings of them after. Uh, and this is just such a great way where we can connect and plan and kind of create this peace around the holiday season that isn't always there. So remember, if you want to sign up, I'm going to leave the link in the show notes so that you can come join my Instagram subscription and do all of this stuff with me. Uh, because these are all things I'm going through the process of doing. And I really want to be able to share it kind of the behind the scenes with you and see what you're doing too. And learn from you. If you've got some additional things that you're doing to make Christmas or the holiday season a little bit easier to manage, I am all ears. That is something I definitely want to know because I'm all about simplifying and doing less. But that is my basic pre-Christmas declutter checklist. Those are the five things that we have done every year for the last few years. And it has made such a big difference when it comes to, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's to help make those days more enjoyable and not so overwhelming and stressful because they were never meant to be that way. I hope these were all helpful um, and like I said, if you want to keep going, tap in the show notes and come sign up for my $5 coaching because I would love to see you there. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.